Taylor Swift fan or not, you likely heard this story from The weekend. Over the weekend, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey appearing to make their romance official with a very public kiss. The sweet moment quickly going viral and throwing the internet into a frenzy. It happened after her show on Saturday, the pop superstar running off the stage and into Kelsey's arms, planting a kiss on his lips in full view of her fans. Swifties screaming their approval on social media. A kiss that quickly went viral. Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Oh, Travis Kelsey was on a bye week. So he was in Argentina, the end of the concert in Buenos Aires. Taylor runs into his arms, plants a cheek. She changed the lyrics, you see. We saw Travis standing there next to her father, her father. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, Taylor Swift just earned six nominations for her 2022 album, Midnight's. You can't buy that kind of PR. Welcome to the Indestructible PR Podcast. I'm Molly McPherson, your crisis communication strategist and your guide through the world of breaking news and pop culture. Join me as we analyze the juiciest moments and extract valuable PR lessons. Let's go behind the headlines. This week, the intersection of popular culture, blind gossip, also known as blind items, and PR. Is it a machine or is it real? If you want more, oh, I'll give you more. Technically, Kyle Marissa Roth will give you more. She's my special guest this episode. She is the widely popular TikTok blind queen known for the you want more, I'll give you more opening. We are tackling a topic that's as intriguing as it is controversial, at least on TikTok. We're going to talk about blind gossip and the new PR playbook. This week on the episode, I have to tell you right off the bat, you may listen to this and find yourself ping-ponging all over the place. Because if you spend even two minutes watching one Kyle Marissa Roth TikTok, you can imagine what it's like talking for over two hours. <laughs> we did not stop talking. I cannot tell you how much work I had to do today. And I'd slotted 40 minutes for Kyle. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. That I would think that we would actually be in and out in 40 minutes. We didn't even have the recording set up in 40 minutes. We were talking so much about so many different things. Oh, my goodness. Now, if you don't know Kyle Marissa Roth, she is one of you know many blind gossip, blind item creators. They originate on TikTok and then you know share their content you know across social media. But TikTok is her home. That is certainly where I found her. And I have to say, we didn't talk about this. Surprising. I don't know how we first came in contact with each other. I don't even think we found each other. I am almost certain in the Venn diagram of public relations and blind gossip that we had a crossover, that her followers follow me and vice versa. And then we started taking each other. I follow a lot of blind gossip creators, and I like many of them, and some we've had on this podcast as well. But Kyle, she is a different character. (laughs) But one of the reasons why I really, really like her 
is that she just doesn't care, right? She just puts it all out there. She has wit. She's funny. She admits she has ADHD. She does bounce around a lot, but she's brilliant. She is very, very smart. She has a very deep background, highly educated. She went to Lehigh. Oh my gosh, she worked in finance. I mean, she I think she said she was an English degree as well. That was in the preamble. This is before we even started recording. I just find her to be fascinating. But one of the places where we really, really connected, now we, we have been following each other for a while, but it was one story that wove us together and we did not realize it at the time. Our followers realized it. Kyle and I were following the same story and it ended up being one of the biggest stories for both of our careers so far. And it both happened this year. And what we realized is when following the story, we were creating a playbook, a public relations playbook for how to use social media for public relations, but far more important, how not to use it. She and I both broke it down from different sides of the celebrity breakdown. I have to admit in this episode, I cut a lot of the content because honestly, we spoke for over two hours. I could not have a podcast going for two hours. If you want the entire piece of content, and I think I'm going to do it uncut, I think if you if you can ride along with us, you'll be a part of our conversation. I am loading it to my Patreon. So you'll find it there now and you can watch the entire <laughs> insane video that absolutely... This is the equivalent. This is the image. Think about TV shows like Criminal Minds, anything where there's like a serial killer and and then they have a shot, like an exterior shot from the police department. And then they go in to the detective's wall and they have all these photos. It's like a murder wall and there's yarn everywhere. So whether it's in the police department or the murder itself, you know, they just put everything on the wall and it just goes everywhere. That's what this conversation was. Oh my God. And I know some people from our comments, because Kyle and I both posted about it, some said, well, I really don't follow PR, or I really don't follow blind gossip. Oh, oh, oh. By the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you that the two intersect, so much so that I am writing a book. And can I tell you, a big chunk of that book is going to go to this new playbook that Kyle and I are talking about in this episode. So we're going to tackle, you're going to, if you pay attention, we're going to talk about a lot of different, a lot of different celebrities in here, but we're going to focus on two biggies. Take a listen. Kyle Marissa Roth, who I call KMR. I am so excited to speak with you on this podcast. I think I'm excited too. Yes. Okay. Full disclosure though. You and I have been talking for about, I don't know, 90 minutes now. (laughs) We've already done the podcast. Yes. Well, hi, Molly. We, I, we literally just gave each other deep dives on each other's love lives. So. I know. We know everything about each other now. I know Molly's oh shoes. Oh, my gosh. Now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What we've established is Molly likes men. Right? Yeah, Molly yes. Likes men. Kyle usually does not. Sometimes she does. Molly didn't know that I was queer, which is just. I didn't. That's a revelation. That is a revelation, but that, you know, I respect that about you, that you were just so focused on (laughs) what was coming out of my mouth that you didn't even think about whether or not I liked girls. (laughs) 
I know I didn't. I am just so fascinated by your work. And I even appreciate that you, one, are even on here, of course, but also that you even give me a second of your time, someone as an older Gen Xer, and you are this young, hip, crazy, fun, blind gossip, amazing creator. And the fact that you even give me any of your airspace just makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that we are so merged like this. We're so similar in that our people do want us to come together. However, full transparency, as I, I was letting you know, that whole Roman Empire thing as it went off, I was one of those people, sadly, Googling, what the hell does Roman Empire mean? And I still am not clear what it means. What does it mean? It's white boys obsessed with concrete. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought it was. And that's why I didn't get it. I still didn't get it. Everybody is saying, everybody loves to say the collab, like best TT duet team. Oh my God, I love both of you. Yeah. The collab I've been dying for. So this is the Roman Empire. I get it now. Talk the shit and you clean up the shit. You know what I mean? Like we kind of have- You just wrote the slogan for this episode. <laughs> Thank you. That should be the title. Can I put shit in the title? Yeah. I don't know. Just do a little asterisk. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I- that's, But that's essentially like what happens is, is blind items- and PR kind of are fascinating because blind items are the precursor for necessary PR. You know what I mean? I mean, not all of the time, but blind items are typically events or like situations or facts about celebrities that aren't publicly known yet, yes. but could potentially be made public or some aspect or some byproduct of whatever the thing is in the blind items could be made public. So it's like, Publicists and PR people love blind items because it's like, what do we need to know about before we need to know about it kind of thing. Oh, I love how you said that. And also my fascinating, well, one, I've been following blind gossip, blind items yeah. for my whole life. Okay. Tech I've been obsessed with that. I just remember being in like middle school and reading his shit and being like, who the fuck is Toothy Tile? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> was Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. He was? Yeah. Okay. I think maybe I did know that, but Literally. yeah. Wait, allegedly, oh, you said allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. yes. <gasps> God, you just tapped a part of my brain I have not thought about in years to the tile. There's like oh a, my gosh. a whole generation of Gen Xers that like follow me that I love that we just always relish in the Ted Casablanca blind items. Yes. Like, it was a yes. moment. Yeah. It was a moment. It was Ted and then also page six yes. was big. And blind gossip and, and, and like Yes, I, and blind got all of it. And there's all a lot of it. British pop blogs that I will pull stuff from. Like I love the British blogs. <laughs> Oh, we have so much to talk about that we have to just stuff in yeah. here. Yeah. So just to touch on what you were saying, since I work in as a seasoned public relations professional who specializes in crisis communication, I look to blind items and blind gossip as a strategic tool used by publicists. I look at it as a PR tool. And so I know people like to poo-poo it, dismiss it. But when I see blind gossip, to me, that's an official, an unofficial official source. Right? My followers, oftentimes with blind items, there'll be a one-off blind item. How realistic or how likely or how truthful do you think this is? You know what I mean? When it comes to blind mm -hmm. items. And so yeah. I've turned my focus a lot on the pattern of behaviors in blind items. So I'm always like one or two blind items. But if you see three to six blind items with the same type of behavior over a period of months, you can pretty much guarantee that there's some legitimacy to that, for example. Yes. Oh, exactly. Okay. So before we dive on that, that would have been a great launching point, but we have to give people context about you okay. first. I think that's really important. See, I connect with you on such a level because one, I love you. You're crazy. I love you, but you're so, you are wicked smart. You are <laughs> yeah. smart. 
people kind of poo-poo what I do, but you can distill blind gossip, content creators, the whole language of social media. If you get people who understand it, it takes a smart person to understand that. You're amazing. Okay. So you live though. And one of the things I love about you is that you were a D1 lacrosse yes, player. Yes, I was. I just Division love that. Yes. yes. I know. See, and prep school mom here, I'm just drawn to people like you. I think that's why people think like, people are always like, you're so intense. And it's like, yes. Because I was like born intense. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. You know athletes, I mean? you gotta be. And also like being a female athlete, the closest thing a lot of us get to professional sports is playing division one lacrosse or sorry, division yeah. one. I mean, I played, but like, and then I played a bit after college and I used to coach and stuff like that because I really just enjoyed, I just had the shittiest coaches growing up, shittiest teachers. And I just feel like there's probably a lot of Kyles out there that feel like I did when I was little. So I'd like to get back to that at some point again. Like it's a, it's a yeah. definitely a, a 180 from what I'm doing now, but I just, but I have some of the kids that I used to coach that follow me, like they're adults now. And it's just like, cool. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, they probably absolutely love that. Okay. So now, and now the only thing I'm going to ask you about the job is, so just tell me quickly, how did you get into the, tell me first TikTok, when did you join TikTok? When did you decide what your brand was going to be? Because everybody starts and they kind of just move around and they land somewhere. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have been coming to me, like trying to start, establish a TikTok. I was like, I'm not a content advisor. You know, like there's people yes. that sell that services. But it was just, so I just liked TikTok because I felt like, well, you know, it always makes me want to do something when people yeah. in power tell you not to do it. Okay. All right. Yes. It started like a few years ago. I remember there was just a headline, right? It was Donald Trump set to ban TikTok when he was president. And I was like, okay, wait, Donald Trump wants to make something illegal. Whatever that <laughs> something is, it's probably either going to college, using accurate interest rates on your appraisals for <laughs> insurance and TikTok. So that was honestly like, I just have an issue with authority. And that was, that was it. Like that was the best ad for TikTok I've ever seen. I'm like, Donald Trump wants to... <laughs> ban it, that means that there's probably knowledge and information being shared on there. So I mean, at least I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Trump wants to ban it. I'm on it. Again, the Let's go. enemy is my friend is like my favorite quote when it comes to anything. <laughs> like I don't have any friends. I just have enemies of my enemy. <laughs> oh my God. I think that quote was actually in my first book. That is so funny. We are so similar. Okay. So now then, then just tell me this. I'm curious. Yeah. You are the one. And even if people are listening right now and they don't see you on the screen, you are the woman. You're so identifiable on Yeah. TikTok well, they really use my likeness for uh, Vanka's Trump court image yesterday. Everyone's like, they're using your face. I saw that. That was very funny. That was very, very funny. But you are, not only do you have, I mean, you have this beautiful face and you have this, you know, the striking blonde hair, but you, of two things. So one, you're the, okay, can you say it for me? Your tagline? You want more? I'll give you more. Okay. Where did that come from? Honestly, Miss Britney Jean Spears. Okay. So give me more. So in it, she goes, you want more? Well, I'll give you more. Stop. So I watched her VMA's performance after she was put in the conservatorship. And I just remember, yeah. I'm not a fan of anyone except Britney Spears till the day I die. Oh. She's the reason I'm bisexual. I credit Britney Spears entirely with my bisexuality. I got her calendar in 2002 and it was just on my wall. And I was like, I think I like girls. Oh, because you loved Britney. Because I loved Britney. And then it was like, okay, okay. And I kept loving Britney. And then more people that looked like Britney like had boobies too. And I was like, I think it's boobies are my thing. <laughs> It was after that and I I watched that performance and I just wanted to like hug her. I might I might get emotional because yeah. 
Yeah. I just saw the way that, sorry, I don't know why I'm crying about Britney Spears. Don't cry. Did you read her book? You <laughs> no, obviously read her book. I haven't read a book. No, I, I don't do so. Because you don't want to? I don't want to. Because oh, okay. I'll, I'll get mad yeah. because I know what's not. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Britney Spears thing. Two weeks ago, I did a podcast on that where she's doing the long game. Justin yeah. Timberlake, who just leveraged and used her and the press, everybody who treated her that way. It's awful. Yeah. And then Janet Jackson and, too. That's the other thing is the- Yes, he did I, Janet I was Jackson. Like, that's a, that was when I watched live TV. And that's when like TiVo came out. I remember that Super Bowl was the first yes. Super Bowl I'd ever seen on TiVo. My friend from, yes. friend from high school, his parents were actually the ambassadors to Sweden. And they had like this huge house that the Clintons were over upstairs or something, allegedly. But we were watching. And I was like, was that a nipple? And they were like, yeah, wait, we can rewind it. I'm like, you can rewind it? I know. I and had TiVo like, too. Isn't that funny? TiVo needs to send Janet Jackson like a, a gift. Thank you for your nipple because that made TiVo what it is today. I know that made TiVo. Yeah. So you just encapsulated your entire being that you went, you talked about Britney Spears, Janet Jackson, the nipple slip. And then you said, you know, my friend, his son, you know, he's the son of the ambassador to Sweden. I mean, that is so you. All right. So now that's where you got that. That's great. Now, when you went on TikTok, how did you decide? Okay. Because I know a lot of people I've seen creators who want to be like blind gossip people they'll just start reading it and some people you know okay it's not gonna work mm -hmm. but some people it takes off now when did you decide to do blind gossip well okay so do you remember the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial no, yeah. I, have, I have no recollection of it whatsoever. I blacked out that entire, that entire. Oh my God. If I ever bring up Johnny Depp or Amber Heard, I get assaulted by both sides. So yes, <gasps> I have trauma from Listen, it. I'm in the middle. I'm the, I report on it every oh. day. I'm like, I'm just living in that. The only person I will assault is Netflix for literally stealing all of my fellow content creators content and not paying them. And then putting that in their documentary that they aired during the SAG strike, like little assholes. Netflix. Yeah, I saw. I yeah. saw you talk about that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did. I just have a big issue with people stealing my content and my friends' content and my fellow creators' content. I know someone is suing Netflix over that documentary now, though. Oh, good. They're stealing? They, it. Yeah. They, absolutely they absolutely should. Yeah, they absolutely should. But what is it? When did you segue into blind gossip? So it was honestly, how much information is too information? Because I'm I'm about to get very personal into some. Well, it's not about too much information about time because we have so much we have to get to. Okay. I just always had an interest in their relationship because Johnny Depp and Amber Heard allegedly did a lot of cocaine together. Johnny Depp was in blow. Amber Heard was the hottest girl I knew in Hollywood. So it was just like all of the things. And then their blind items are so fucking juicy. So I'm watching the trial yeah. and, I'm, and I'm like, oh, you guys, wait, I know what they're talking about with the ping pong balls and all this shit. And so after the trial, people wanted to, everyone wanted to talk about it still, right? And they're like, Kyle, wait, you mentioned this. And I'm like, well, there's actually a blind item that talks about this specific night. And they're like, so then I started organically bringing up Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That's literally the first playlist on my account says Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Oh, and you're good at it because you, of your photographic mind and your memory, you could re have instant recall on these stories. I think that's a lot of it was that I was literally either streaming the thing or putting out things. And I was like, you guys, wait, actually, I know about this. And they would kind of reference stuff in court, but then have a sidebar. You know what I mean? Like they didn't want certain things. Yeah. And I was like, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. And so that was when, so it kind of organically took off after that, right? All right. Thank you. So now for everyone listening now, now you make sense. I'm like, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we had to get the background all the way because it's not, it's not as juicy, but I think it's important because the context of you fascinates me, Yeah. but also just blind gossip in general. Now tell me 
who you follow, like who are your favorite blind gossip creators? And actually, before you do that, define what blind gossip is. I get asked that question all the time. Oh, a blind item. So that's the other thing is people are like, what percentage of your blind items are true? I'm like, the point is, is that I put a thing on the top and I write blind item underneath. So you guys know that a blind item is an unconfirmed piece of gossip. Okay, period. That's it. Okay. It's like yep. literally, and it means that the person that the subject that it's about has not said, yes, this is true. Yes, it's basically, you know what I mean? And then usually also the blind item is that it doesn't reveal the person, but I have been reading these for so long that duh. And then also, some are so obvious. And I, yeah. and I also get them direct from sources and they'll say, like, it's this person. It's like, no shit, it's this person. You know what I mean? To the person who doesn't see this shit 3,000 times a day every day, they would have an idea, but they wouldn't know. But a blind item is just literally an unconfirmed piece of gossip. It's they've been around for probably Decades. thousands of years. I mean, no, or yeah, I, I, well, in theory, in theory, in theory yes, yeah. thousands of years. People think it's new, but it's been around for what my background on my Patreon, PR Confidential, <laughs> is Confidential Magazine. You know, yeah. and that that had blind yeah, items. Yeah, yeah, like literally, mm-hmm. I, I pull up blind items from the twenties, from the nineteen twenties, nineteen tens, and also like my favorite thing. I'm a history dork. Like I have a history minor among. Other things. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm obsessed with US history specifically. My dog's name is Alexander Hamilton. Not after the musical. It. Not after the fucking I hate musicals. But it was because the culprit spiring in the Revolutionary War, the United States, the 13 colonies, Maryland was one of those. We won the Revolutionary War because of France. But France needed to be convinced to join. And what did we get? We got gossip. Someone got yeah. literally a receipt from King George saying, send it to the French king. That's where it was the culprit spiring just exchanged gossip. That's all it was. That's how we found out Benedict Arnold was a traitor. They said Benedict Arnold was a traitor, sent it off, and someone just happened to believe that. So that's where the thing is, is that... Gossip is so critical. And I feel like the reason why people like to just, because they think it's like a woman's thing, but it goes back to Neolithic times. We used gossip as a way to protect ourselves. We would be out collecting things all day, right? With other women. And we would share stories about who's dangerous, which areas are dangerous, which animals. Yeah. And we'd bring it back to the So you're talking about the necessity of gossip, of blind items and blind gossip. Yeah, blind gossip. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, what would you say when you read, and you're like me, we've been reading it forever. What percentage would you give to the items that you read are true or partially true or intentionally placed? Oh, in other words, what's the truth factor percentage? Those are very different things because yes. Okay. I've had very different experiences versus what I get submitted to me and then what I find online on like, let's start with online first. Like when you look at it, spitball. Yeah. Like crazy days and nights. Okay. I'll use that. Because I would say 60% of my blind names are like crazy days and nights. I want to say like- Okay, and that's anti-lawyers attached to crazy days and nights? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'll like typically be like, okay, because I'll sometimes get a blind item and I'll say, this is what I have. And then I'll say, this is what crazy days and nights has on the same subject. Because sometimes we'll get like corroborating blind items. Sometimes I'll get a blind item that's more information off of like what was already put on. You know what I mean? But I would say crazy days and nights, like, I mean- the fact of the matter is a blind item is an unconfirmed piece of gossip. And there are dozens of blind items that are posted daily. For me to say, to give an estimate over time, the problem is that some of those things are very true, but there's only like one way to confirm whether or not it's true, you know, like digging up a body or like getting a, de- you know what I mean? So it's, like, <laughs> so it's just some of those, some of those are just out of the realm of possibility, but I'd say 80% of them can be proven or disproven. And I'd say of those 80%, 65 to 70% end up proving true. 
Yeah. So, I mean, because that is, you were saying, how do you know, right? Yeah. But we know sometimes because they're revealed. Yeah. And they also just reveal itself in time. Not that you would know this though, but you're not anti-lawyer, but I know that anti-lawyer, and I remember, I don't know, I don't even know if he still does it, but I remember 15 years ago, 10 years ago, every New Year's, I think he he would would do do all the big reveals. Yeah. Was that New Year's? Am I right? He does that weekly now. Yeah, I notice it. Now it's more frequent. It's more frequent, yeah. yeah. So how how does a blind passive creator, how can you do a reveal without worrying about getting sued? Do you know how that works? I know, I mean, I guess if he were on here, we'd ask him, but. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, it's like alleged, but also putting yeah. a blind item, it's like saying what it is. I'm not saying this is a fact, this is the truth, this is a blind item. Oh, it's still considered blind item. But do you do reveals at all? You know, anti-lawyer, he would say there'd be the blind item that'd been there forever. And then underneath in italics would be the name. I just like do. the reveal. Well, I just do corrections. If I know, if I think I know the blind item and I share it and I say it's this person and then anti-lawyer reveals it and I'm wrong, then I'll do a correction. But I haven't really had to. You haven't do that yet, right? Well, no, I've had to issue a few corrections, probably like, I want to say over the last 18 months, maybe five total where I've guessed wrong first, oh, okay. but I make 10 to 20 TikToks a day. Like that's, that's not I bad. Know. That's You're not bad. so prolific. Oh my gosh. That's the pattern recognition. You know what I mean? Like I've read, I've been reading these since 2007. So it's just like after that time, it's like, oh, but what I've noticed with myself is now that I'm doing them online all the time, it's like, I don't share blind them because it's like, duh. But I'm like, I stopped thinking like the average person, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. someone would be like, Kyle, why didn't you talk about this? I'm like, because every, no, they're like, no, not everyone knows. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I've also replaced some people as TMZ. They're just done with fucking. And, and I also, I use TMZ articles and pick apart their grammar, their content and page six. So people get all that news from me. So I've had to like slow myself yeah. down and be like, I need oh. to, ex- I mean, that's where I was a writing major. So I've learned about context clues and I was an auditor. Nothing teaches you about lining up the receipts and the proof and the evidence faster than getting your CPA. Well, I'm thinking there's, you should be an adjunct. There's a college course. Oh my God. That's my dream is to be a college professor. Oh my God. Oh, I was just, I was just speaking to, I was speaking to my alma mater today because I had to to take the semester off anyway from teaching, but it's fun. I I get so much. One of my favorite teaching moments, honestly, is I was in the class and we, we did a I don't know. We talk about everything and they know that I was on TikTok. And then one of my favorite page who actually kind of reminds me of you. She looks (laughs) like you. She said, well, you know, Tom Brady and Giselle are getting divorced. I said, what now? Come on. I'm outside of Boston. I'm at college there. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, it's right here. It's right. I went, oh, so it's like students dropping, you know, items on me. I love it. That's my kind of classroom. Let's talk about Tom Brady and Giselle. Right? That's like, I want to like tell publicist. Oh my God. There's so many, so many celebrities, publicists and PR teams where I'm like, you guys should just hire me as a consultant because oh, it is, should it be is, consultant. because it is so easy just from like the end user side to be like, stop using this language. I'm a writer too. I want to scream every time. Okay. Give me an example. Give me an example that's something that drives you nuts. They remain the best of friends. They're very much involved. The split remains amicable. Oh. No Hollywood split is ever amicable unless it's a beard contract, period. You know what, Kyle? You and I could go into business together <laughs> and do celebrity crisis PR. We would be a team. Or just be like, hey, publicist, here's how to fix that mistake too. Because so many publicists are sleeping on their job. So in one of my interviews, and someone just asked me about that, and I don't want to give too much because as I told you, this will be revealed soon in a book that you're going to be in, is, oh God, I, I just lost it. Oh, I think publicity... And for publicists now, the game's changed. They've used the same thing for decades. And that's what social media has changed it. And that's where 
I feel like I worked in, so I was an auditing, for example, electronic banking systems. Okay. And I can just see how like it, it goes from the experts to out the back end users to the front. So like social media publicists aren't the back end users. We are. Yes. Who are these writers at page six? Who are these writers at Team Z? Who are these publicists? Who are these? Oh, you want to know the writing? Okay. Oh God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. But you and I didn't talk about this beforehand, but now I think we kind of have to. Yeah. You don't have to reveal all of it, but the writing bugaboo that I had mm-hmm. with publicists was Joe Jonas's ring camera. And on TMZ, when it said, Joe saw slash and or heard, like, Nobody talks like that. Nobody says slash. I mean, I mean, it's awful. So whole Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner thing. That's the one thing though, where I was approached ahead of time before in July. Okay. With Kyle. I think the reason why we are the Roman empire of so many people is because you were talking about, you and I were both talking about the backside secret Mm -hmm. You and I were both calling them out. Uh, the Joe Jonas. Yes. Thing. You and I were both using our spidey yeah. senses to boil it out. So you noticed it though, because people were coming to you. Well, first of all, this is where I rely on my photographic memory and my years of reading blind items. But I will say the one thing I'm a fan of besides Britney Spears is Game of Thrones. Okay. I didn't watch TV until like 2013. Literally didn't have a TV growing up. Didn't own a TV in college. I don't have one again, okay. one again now, but I've watched Game of Thrones all seasons back to front at least probably nine or 10 times in my adult life, which is so embarrassing to admit. That's how much like free time that I don't spend with friends. I spend it watching Game of Thrones. But Sansa Stark is one of my favorite characters. But I also watch Sophie Turner grow up in front of me. Like that's the thing is that, uh-huh. yeah. And I know Game of Thrones, there's just a lot of stuff about the set there, okay? There's like so much. Mm-hmm. And so I just always had a soft spot because I loved, I mean, Sansa Stark's character arc is just incredible. My queen of the yeah. north. But it was also, I watched her progression. I read her blind items from when she was 14 to when she's now 27. And she's also allegedly bisexual too. So there was just like a lot of things where- Really? Yeah. Oh, is that in a blind? Yeah, that's in a lot of blinds. And so, but that was the thing is I was like, oh my God, I love Sophie Turner. She's just so smart. She's so this, she's so that. But also like, and I love, I'm also very into the cinematic aspects and the acting aspects of everything. I wanted to be an actress, but I have such bad stage fright. But so I just got really into also like, her acting maturity too. Anyway, so obviously I was a fan of Sophie Turner and I've also read all of her blind items and I've listened to like Kelly and Troy on Beyond the Blinds, for example. Yeah. Uh Two of my favorite blind item creators, okay? I've listened to them do Jonas Brothers blind items. I've read them, I've heard them. and There's I've, history there. There's and history. And I think Shannon so, yeah. on Fluently Forward might have done a Game of Thrones podcast episode. So like I've heard, okay. so it's like I had, if there's anything I knew, it was, because I never understood Joe Jonas. He's like my age and I just never got it. I never got the Jonas Brothers thing. Like maybe it's because I'm Jewish and purity rings just like aren't, you know what I mean? <laughs> a thing. We, yeah. we believe in testing the car out before you buy it here. <laughs> So do Catholics, kind of, behind the scenes. Yeah, as long as you don't tell anyone. And so it was just like, I'm like, what is she? She seems so cool and she's so tall. What is she doing with this guy? You know, I just never got it. I would read their blind items and it would always be like, oh, Joe uses Sophie to cruise for a third. Joe uses Sophie to pick up girls because no no one wants to fuck the Jonas brother. Everyone wants to fuck the Queen of the North, to put it bluntly. But so- Oh, wow. So Wait, did you just drop something? There's blinds on Joe Jonas being bi? No, on Sophie being bi, but cruising for thirds for a third woman. Oh, okay, okay. Now that trends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. why you're yeah. so gotcha. into it as someone who loves women yeah. and cruising for women. No, I'm just kidding. But all of the blind names, and they were about that or they were about Joe cheating on Sophie. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Got gotcha. you. And they're yeah. about Sophie. Also, this is the thing. And again, I have like I'm a very emotional person. I'm about to get my period literally anytime today or tomorrow, so I might start crying about this because this is the part that bothered me the most. Was Sophie has actually been very vocal about her postpartum struggle with depression and body image. I spoke to you. I lost. I lost a daughter eight months pregnant. I struggled with mm-hmm. postpartum depression. It made me suicidal for the you know first time, and I sh- have struggled with that to this day. So I just when I read stories, especially when women and and celebrities are like so upfront about it and are like, I'm struggling with this. I continue and I have struggled. But there was like blind was about him body shaming her when she didn't want to go to a, an event because she had literally just given birth two weeks before. She's mm-hmm. like, and he got to the event. And he's like, I can't believe Sophie wouldn't come. Like all this stuff. So it was just like, whoa. Okay. And I also know just Joe Jonas from Dating Taylor Swift. Like, he's my age, you know? Yes. And I just, I'm like, yes. this guy, I've never heard a good thing about this guy, except when it comes to riding children's rides. The best thing about him is he's five, six and can, like, you know, <laughs> get on the team. <laughs> On the Disney team. Hey, this is coming out of the blue now. I have to ask you this. So now that we're on the Jonas, I I don't even know if we've lost our listeners yet, but I don't think we have because I think people's brains work like ours. Okay. Jonas Brothers, 10 years ago, 11, 15, I don't know. When Kevin Jonas got married, the wife from, they're both in New Jersey. She's just a regular, Danielle, regular person. I think they're high school sweethearts, something. Yeah, okay. Something like the that. The pregnancy. The pregnancy. Do you remember the first one? How they said it was fake and they were like, they, they did all the, there are articles out there, you know, breaking down how she had a pillow in there. Wait, am, really? Am I, am I telling you something you don't know? To be honest, Molly, like when I say I am not a fan of the Jonas Brothers, like when I saw those purity Well, rings, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm not a fan. The kind of guys I fucking bullied, okay? In high school, yeah. I got off to bullying those guys. I couldn't even entertain the existence of the Jonas Brothers without demeaning my like ego, you know? So I don't, Okay, well, I don't know. Before algorithm worth thing. This is just a whole website stuff. For some reason, I just went into the deep hole of is Danielle Jonas's first baby real or not? I don't know. Maybe it's because I was having kids at the time. Okay. I'm going to have to look up the Danielle Jonas pregnancy thing just because there's so much part of my French bullshit. And I've learned this since the divorce. Allegedly, Denise Jonas, allegedly, okay, is just like the monster-in-law. Like Mom Jonas. Yeah, like the Mama Jonas. Like the momager from hell just to anyone else. Oh. So I know this though, for example, if you want to talk about faked things, so I know that, remember how everyone was like, Joe and Sophie aren't getting divorced. Sophie was just at the concert, like so happy because I had gotten, so this is how it all lined up. I got in contacted back in July that they're like heading for a split and this, and he didn't file until September 5th, right? Yes. Okay. So hold on. So now we're in July. Someone contacts you. Give us the context of who contacts you. I can't give you any context about who it was, but it was someone on the inside. And they they started, they said, they knew me though. They were like- we- They knew you. And this is inside Team Jonas. I think it may have been someone from inside Team Jonas. I don't know for we sure. Don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know. But, but um, it seemed reliable to you. Well, the information, that's the thing that was the red flag. So the first thing is that they, I've never been approached like this where they knew it. So you know how I just told you I'm a Game of Thrones fan, da-da-da? I've said that to my followers on lives before, and I've talked about it. I don't have a lot of TV shows that I watch, so the ones that I do watch, like House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones. So people who followed me would know that's one of the qualities about me, and I've talked about that, but it was like this person started out with, listen, I know that you're biased, and you're biased for Sophie Turner because she is a bisexual woman and Game of Thrones is your favorite show. Excuse me? Ooh. What? what oh, right? It was that. It was that off the bat where it was like, wow, 
That is a lot of audacity. And that is not how you approach me. But that rubbed me the wrong way. Bold. Because it's also like, whether or not I like Game of Thrones has nothing to do with how I report blind items. I mean, it like might factor into the bit and the entertainment. But they're letting you know, perhaps, how reliable they are. And that, yeah, that they researched you. And they were like, so I know it's going to take some convincing. Okay. When something is what it is, I don't have to be convinced by anyone. I will see it. And then eventually I'll say, uh-huh. Well, here's the trick, Kyle. So this is the stuff that I dissect when I see this. So let's say their mindset, what they're doing is they're trying to bait you, yeah. right? They're saying, we've invested in you because yeah. we think you are reliable. We think that your fans follow you. We respect you. So they're trying to like shine you up. Okay. Cause that's what to drop you. So that's why it ended up working out in the inverse so aggressively. But they didn't know you, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, that's what I mean is that they, they said all these things to me, but they didn't know that like the first thing is don't tell me what not to do because that is the only you thing. to it. <laughs> yeah, like, take, hello, Donald Trump and TikTok. Like literally tell me what I'm not allowed to do. It was like, when I found out I couldn't drink, it was like, oh my God. And then as soon as I turned 21, I was like, this is not fun anymore. Like I'm over this, you know? Yes. Okay, so they come to you. Now, did they give it to you? I get so pissed off when people like, make these blank, like, tell me these blanketed assumptions about me to me. It's like, yes, bitch, keep that to yourself. Okay. Okay. So that was her first mistake. Okay. Where did they, can you say where they tried to reach you? Was it in your DMs? It was my DMs. Yeah. Okay. And TikTok. And it was like the fact that they said I was biased towards Sophie Turner because I'm a mm -hmm. Game of Thrones mm -hmm. fan. And it's like, and that's not why, but like, okay, that means I'm a fan of Sansa Stark, but that has nothing to do with the actual, anyway, but that, so it was, and that I would take some convincing. And then they started out and that they didn't know to like what degree I had no respect for Joe Jonas. That's the thing is I wouldn't just, and I wasn't the biggest, so I mean, I was a big Sophie Turner fan, but I wasn't a stan. I didn't check on her daily. Yeah. And what yeah. they did was, it was convert me. They radicalized me, Molly. I became like a Sophie Turner terrorist. I pledged my loyalty to House Santa Stark and I said, I'm going to die for the Queen of the North. But it really, like, I felt like I, I got weaponized, like a Game of Thrones character. You know what I mean? I was like Tyrion Lannister. Oh my God. Or, like, or Tywin Lannister, that's it. But, or Cersei. Cersei's more accurate. But anyway, so they started going off, though, telling me all of these stories about how there's going to be criminal allegations and criminal charges probably being brought against Sophie Turner in all of these different European countries, like Romania, Bulgaria. I'm like, for what? And they're like, for sexual assaulting underage escorts and I was like wait Sophie Turner who's been a mom okay for like the last four or five years right like I knew she had a wild teenagerhood and early 20s but she's been a mom and there's been a pandemic she's going to be criminally charged in Bulgaria and Romania for sexual yeah the most we're going to go to the most obscure like the, might, as well, might as well say like Transylvania what they like where you can't <laughs> prove anything one of my best friends went on a hooker tour in all of Europe and I do know that the hookers in Romania do not sue they don't even make you wear a condom they underestimated <laughs> oh my god of course. Oh my God. You're hysterical. You're hysterical. Okay. But then it was like, yeah. So wow. saying that Sophie, they were saying Sophie Turner drugs young women to get them to have a, to, and forces them to have threesomes with her and Joe Jonas. And it's like, you know, what's so weird is that there are blind items that like literally almost say this exact same thing, but it's been, well, I was just going to say that they were coming close, they were coming close. to
to true stories, but they were twisting it against her. Yeah, but it was like also weird because I'm like, this is so weird because in July, I had already read any and every Sophie Turner blinded him that ever existed, okay? Every Game of Thrones blinded him oh ever my existed. Gosh. And then every Joe Jonas Sophie Turner blinded him ever existed because I'm like, this little short fucker is cheating on her. This little short fuck is telling people that he's like in an open marriage. Like this little short five foot six fuck is doing this to my queen of the north. Anyway, sorry, I had to go. I was really angry. Oh my gosh. Okay, so did they say anything else? It was paragraphs, Molly. It was paragraphs over days of them. And I was really, like, and that was also the same source that told me Haley Bieber's pregnant. And I shared that. So that's where I know that this source was not credible because they started to drop bombs that turned out to literally be the opposite of true. So that's why I'm like, can confidently say whoever this fucking person is, it didn't work, but also your information is shit. And next time you try and trick someone like, okay, wait, 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 wait one second. So were they giving you items before they were priming you in other words first they primed me with the joseph and then i wasn't biting they're like what and they kept saying well once you get comfortable with the information i know, oh. it's, a, I know it's a lot to wrap your head around i know that you've been a big sophie turner fan i know that you think i know that you've watched game of thrones and it was like it's I, all manipulation it was You're trying to it manipulate was so, but it was so like uh, what's the term not placating but like that kind of thing where it's just like yeah I'm a blunt, direct person. It's like, I don't need, I don't need time. Like information is information. The fact of the matter is, is this is the first time I'm hearing any of this. And the way that you are literally writing me paragraphs, like when that's not how I get information. Like I hate when people send me, by the way, I hate when people send me 40 page essays when it's like, I just want the tea. I, just, I don't need, I don't need your, your entire backstory. Just send me the tea. But that's what this. Okay. So this is what we're going to do here now. Yeah. So just, so tell me then, how do you, okay. So you first read blind gossip that you yeah. get from other places mm -hmm. that you source and you say where you're reading from. So you, it's like a compilation. Yeah. Like you're an aggregator. You're like a blind gossip aggregator. Yeah, that's probably, okay. yeah. But then I okay. also probably get at least daily, I probably get five to 10 emails, DMs of, that's why I'm also like, I get so exhausted and so overstimulated because then, then I have over half a million followers on TikTok and all of these other people. And it's like, you guys don't understand like how many people I am talking to per day. I won't remember like one of my followers name. She's like, I literally talked to you two weeks ago. I'm like, I have over oh, I, yeah. I have half a million <laughs> followers, but I had conversations with 86 different people by email today that all have like names that I'm supposed to know which Matthew you were or which Sarah you are. I know. I know. It is hard. It's it just, is hard to keep in track. I also get contacted and that's why like I also, but I'll get like DMs from people, but then I'll get, there's DMs and I'm like, I look for certain sources that I need DMs from because I know that they're feeding me. Okay. So do you know then, so let's just go here then to this part. So when people are, are dropping things to you. Mm -hmm. Can you tell when someone is a publicist or someone is just like a friend of a friend or they heard something? Do you know by language, are there clues there or you get the same, same thing over and over? Yeah, pretty much when it's, well, also like I'll get a lot of the times when it's something that I'm not going to share, it's because by the time they get to me, it's like, I already know this. Like, you know what I mean? That's where yeah. it's, I can tell it's like not a publicist or not a PR person because it's like, this was three years ago. You know what I mean? So that's okay. Like, yeah. So it's a lot of that. Or also people don't understand, like I do blind item deep dives where I'll go back and read years of blind items, but I don't deep dive people and I don't deep dive their like media because fuck all of TMZ. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do a bibliography on TMZ articles. Are you serious? So People like I'll do a blind item deep dive or I'll do a blind item on a celebrity and then I'll get like 40 fucking emails from people. Well, one time I met the celebrity at the coffee shop and they were this and that and that. And it's like, holy, sh you know what I mean? So it's just that they don't understand yeah. too that like I'll, I'll report on a topic and I like to move, keep moving. 
because I have ADHD and I'm not, like I said, I'm not a stan or a fan of anything. Yeah. Like the only thing I think I consistently come back to is probably Taylor Swift, but that's because. Ooh, wait, Taylor Swift. Okay. Before we talk about Taylor Swift though, I just want to finish this blind awesome stuff. So just so we can end on the blind gossip part, because I get asked about blind items all the time. You should send them to me and you should get a finder's fee for sending them to me. Yeah. Well, I, oh, I had a good, yeah, I should. We should I should like, send we should them start to you. like a little business, you know, Molly? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I get some good ones. I I do get, I get some good ones. I will say I get some good ones as well, but you can identify like when you get information, you can spot, which is really from a publicist. That's more like spin. Like someone is trying to make you think something as opposed to that's being weaponized maybe, or it's, it's like propaganda or it's like PR. I would say though, that's more, I'm a lot less surface level than that. I will look at, I look at things like context clues, like grammar mechanics, Like what? Give me an example. Vocabulary words, context clues. Like I said, I'm a writer, so I look for how things are written. And that's, I think that that's my brand is that it's that kind of stuff because I can also pick up on emotion in writing. So I can tell, you know what I mean? I can tell who it's coming from and what the intent is, if it's revenge, the JoJo, if it's something else. For example, that's what I picked up on. Besides the fact that it matched all of the blind items about Joe and not Sophie. And I was like, you're literally ripping off the years worth of blind items about Joe. But it was the vocabulary and the language because I'm like people who just have publicists and PR people who just have tea that they want me to spill. They spill the tea and they move the fuck on. And they said, did you? Then they check and see that I spill it. Sometimes they'll send me an email, say thank you, because I know that there's a certain blind item creator that only reads blinds that she gets paid for. And she's also like a trust fund baby, a Nepo baby. I'm not that. I'm self-made. I've never gotten paid for a blind item ever. But that's where though is like, but that also takes the burden off me. I don't have to report everything that I get and I don't because some shit too. That's the other thing is that it's interesting you brought that up. I get information that it's like, I know like when Ariana Grande went through her whole debacle, with, you know, the Ethan Slater. Wait, which one? Okay, we're on Ethan Slater? Okay, all right. Her most recent one, you mean? Okay, so the Ethan Slater thing. And I did a blind item deep dive on Ariana Grande, and I was one, I think, broke that story on TikTok. Just like all of it. Oh, yeah. I bet. And I had been talking about, I'm like, Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez are like split up like since January. Like I had, and I'd gotten so much shit for months. But it was interesting because I'd been saying, I'm like, I think Dalton Gomez and Ariana Grande split up. This is in January. Now, did you know that yourself or did someone tell you that? Well, there were blind items, but then I did. Someone reached out to me and and they told me something that was like very important information for me to know going forward. That's where I do have a little, little bit of kind. Like I know everyone went hard on Ariana Grande, but there was information that I received. I'm not going to ever say it publicly. That I was like, okay, I'm going to critique, (laughs) you know, this situation, but I don't need to be like egregiously mean, personally mean to Ariana Grande because there was extenuating circumstances that may have affected her behavior. You know what I mean? I held a little empathy for her, right? And it was just interesting because after I finished the deep dive, I got like all of these emails. And I actually talked about this, I think, previously, where I got an email. This A minus slash D minus list, former tweener. And it's like, okay, right off the bat, I know that you're trying to insult by calling her. She's not, yeah. she's never been D minus list. Never, Grande ever. Will never be D minus. Literally, literally. And it's like, you don't even have to like her. Anyone who's anyone knows that. So it's like right off the bat, delete. And it was like something horrible mean about Ariana Grande. And it's like, I'm not here to talk personal shit about celebrities. I'm here to just sanitary blind items. So Kyle, I have a list of questions and comments from people because I had asked, what do you want to ask Kyle? And I put it on Instagram stories, also put it on TikTok. And I did notice that one of the questions 
I thought it was a good question. It was framed not in a nice way, but I'm going to make it nice. You have a very distinctive look. And when I did a duet with you to promote our conversation, ask questions, I put the duet on and it automatically gave me the bold filter, which I've never used. Now I was feeling pretty crusty when I was filming anyway. I thought, why am I even doing this next to her? Like, she's so cute. But then I had the bold glamour. I went, whoa, look at me. I could only do it for a couple minutes. But the bold glamour. Now, I thought perhaps you used it as a disguise. Because me, I look totally different. Like, I'm unrecognizable. I use it because every other app is stealing my content. Especially every other app is stealing my content, especially Snapchat. And this way, if you see the bold glamour filter, because everyone knows me as it now on TikTok. If yes, you do not yeah. see that there, it is a TikTok account that is stealing my content. It is a snap. It is Snapchat. Snapchat. Literally, I turned off my downloads because my con. I get I get emails and DMs every day, every single day from tons of people being like, Kyle, did you know Snapchat ripped off another thing? Did you know E use? Oh, if you don't see the bold glamour filter on there, you know, it's not my original video. On you TikTok. know, it's not yours. Oh, it's counterfeit. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Give me the view. Don't watch it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. That's the PSA yes. for, for your content right now. Uh-huh. We're in late fall. What is the number one question you're getting right now from your comments? Actually, Molly, I was berated by my followers to bring this up. Berated? Berated. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're like, if you, this is the only thing anyone wants to hear about from both. Okay, parties. tell me. Travis Kelsey's publicist blocked me, but also Travis Kelsey's publicist and also just the clown face thing. They need to hear our take on it. I was like, because I told my followers, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Molly McPherson. This is a Roman Empire type situation, but this was a big deal. And I have a lot of, I'm a Swifty, but I have a lot of Swifty this morning. But that, they were like, we need to hear you talk about this with Molly McPherson. Because also, like, you're a very respected publicist. And I can't say that all of the other publicists are as respected as you are. And that some some might suggest that they wish that you were Travis Kelsey's publicist instead. Just saying. Oh, some may have suggested that. It's so funny. Okay, I love this because, now just for a timestamp, I was off TikTok for like five days because I had to go home. My dad was sick and then he passed away. And so I was out on this window. And when I came back into TikTok, everything was Pia. Everything <laughs> okay, was Pia. Okay, that was the, Yeah. Okay, so now I, I haven't spoken about Pia, though I did tell people I would talk about it. Now, yeah. on my Patreon Live, I did talk about Pia. So uh-huh. some people have heard my my take on it. Now, I'm going to be very interested, and I hope, because yeah. last week I spoke at PRSA in Rochester. It was a Northeast District conference. So mm-hmm. it's all the PRs, you know, Northeast mm-hmm. District. And that came up in the Q&A. And I dropped my Pia theory. So I hope that I did not shame my profession and Wait. dent my credibility. Wait, a whole team of PR professionals were talking about Pia Malihi? <laughs> well, not in a group. I was the speaker. And then there was a Q&A and the hand up like, could you tell us about Pia? I said, oh, I'll tell you about Pia. Now, I will be mortified if you and I do not think similarly on this, but something tells me. That's crazy. I know I'm right. Yeah, I, and that's why when I predict something, I am predicting. Like I never look at something and then pretend like I'm predicting. But this one, I think I'm predicting it down. So God, I hope I'm right. Okay. So you tell me first. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say this. I have 556,000 followers on one TikTok account. I have 
85,000 followers on a TikTok account and I have like almost 9,000 Instagram followers, right? You know what I don't have managing my social medias? As someone who literally has, that's like almost, you know, 700,000. I don't have an intern managing my social media, especially not my Instagram, especially because I get DMs from publicists and PR people who I wouldn't want an intern reading that confidential information. See, you're like me. You're like me. I have to filter all my own stuff. I don't know anyone with a net worth under $50 million and net following of under, I don't know, I think it was hers was under 5,000. Who has has anyone else managing their social media? But especially when you're literally a motherfucking publicist. Did all the PR professionals be like, rule number one is we manage our own socials because we're a fucking publicist. We're supposed to be the best at this. Okay, so I think we're going into the same place. Now, are you telling me, Kyle, am I picking up this vibe from you, that you feel, I don't know if anyone doesn't know this, but we have Taylor Swift, obviously. Yeah. Oh, well, let's answer this. Okay, before we get to Pia, you and I both know this, because you and I both did the the content on this. Taylor Swift, Kelsey. So let's just go with Travis Kelsey first. PR, not PR. Aren't you the one that agreed with my sentiment that PR relationships can and sometimes do become real. Yes. And in PR relationships, often the, the two celebrities can and sometimes do fuck. I, I said that really bluntly, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> yes. The studios put us together. Our management teams, they put us together. We might as well have fun with this. And yeah. We- okay. So, and this is my equivalent of it too. This is how I explain it in yeah. my talk. And then even in my interview yesterday. Yeah. So think about like if you're in high school and you're in college and let's say you get dumped or your best friend gets dumped. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What is your instinct? That's what I thought. If no, it's I- a girl, like you're going to go out and you're going to find the hottest person. I was right. Say, I, I was a serial monogamous, but that's because 50% of my relationships were PR relationships just to make my, yes, everybody has PR <laughs> relationships. Like literally, okay? there were so many people that I dated and made out with and did stuff. With, and it was purely because there was a friend of mine that was mean that day and called me fat. So I was like, yes, oh, no, see, exactly. Okay. Boyfriend and then date okay. him, you know, that kind yes. of thing. Okay. Yeah. So you and I are in the same place. Everybody acts like a PR. It's like verboten. Like, oh God, no, like everybody's in PR relationships. Any celebrity relationship that it's like almost like the Jada Pinkett Will Smith effect. We didn't need to know that they were split or not split up. We didn't need to hear about your relationship. We literally, but you told us, so that is a PR relationship. The fact that you- Yes. Any relationship that is used for attention, publicity, fame, and or money, all all four, just one of them, is a PR relationship. Exactly. PR relationships can also be real, and PR relationships can be totally fake and turn real, and PR relationships can just be totally fake. But the point is, is that- they're being used, they're being strategically planted, and they're being publicized for it. It basically just means a public relationship. Well, and what did I said in my post, which is the definition of PR? It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Taylor and Trevor, they both benefit. Like Taylor Swift is too big for PR. And it's like, no. Oh, I get that all the time. Oh, I just answered that last night as a matter of fact. That's a question I answered. Shut this down because I'm going to lose. I'm not a publicist or PR person. I'm a blind random gossiper. But I swear to God, if I have to talk to another cis white man and explain to him that every fucking celebrity needs PR, that's how you stay a celebrity. Yes. That's how you roll. And well, here, this is really what it is. And this is in the TikTok I already did. There's marketing, there's advertising. So there's paid, Mm -hmm. there's marketing, which is process, promotion, all that. And then there's PR, which is perception. Taylor Swift, that's what she cares about more than anything, is perception. But her entire song catalog is based on the public's perception of her relationship with people. Yes. Like, of course. I, I, oh, it's so obvious. Items, right? But it's like, I've read the blind items. Those songs are based on your public perception of her relationship. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Okay, you and I have the same yeah, nerve yeah, that certain commenters just sit on and yeah. just grind uh, us on. That's why I can't same do thing. That's why I'm like, I can't fuck with Harvey Levin. Like, I'm sorry, dude. You suck. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now you and I both are in agreement on that. So now when we get into the Pia conversation. Yeah. So Pia now, Travis Kelsey's publicist, and there was a collage photo put together by Pia's friend, for Pia's birthday, there was at the center of it a photograph of Taylor Swift. On her face, almost exactly, right, is a clown emoji. Dead center. But dead what's center. important okay. is underneath it was the caption that said, Our Roman Empire. And the person was like, You're my Roman Empire to like Pia. So it was like also not just like putting the clown on Taylor's face, it was like the context of that in there. It was deeper than just the clown face. Okay, so now tell me this then. Do you think, well, we're not going to talk about Pia's intention. Yeah. Yet, but the friend's intention of saying our Roman empire, is it that we both die on this hill that we don't like Taylor Swift? Or this is how we use it? Or we're in on it? Like we know it's a big whatever? Unpopular, actually, uh, well, okay. I bet you're going to say what I've said. I well, bet you're going to say what I've said. I also have insight knowledge. Alleged inside knowledge that there was allegedly a too close interpersonal relationship between Travis Kelsey and his publicist. And allegedly, there's another Kelsey brother that has a huge team. And there are also a lot of other team members on Travis's team that do not respect a publicist. It's like the only one that doesn't get along with anyone else is her. And also, they feel that her relationship has been inappropriate and codependent. And they have just been waiting for her to be like, oh. Wait, codependent with Travis? Yeah. And that Travis is just like, because she's, I guess, allegedly, she crossed a line, crossed a boundary in there. Because he's he's the client, right? Yeah. She crossed a professional boundary and the, everyone- with, with Travis. Allegedly. Someone told you. But that she has an inappropriate, too personal working relationship with- Oh. And so- Okay. That's one aspect, which though, as a, as a woman who's had a crush on someone, you know what I mean? Like, so I put myself in that mental space and it's like, are you serious? And then it's also the combination of- I believe it's a PR relationship, regardless of whether or not it turned real. I think that that's irrelevant to this. I think that the point yeah. is, is that it began as PR. And if, okay. if you have a publicist, right, that has a crush on their client, may have crossed the line with that client previously. Okay. And okay. that client, that client gets Taylor fucking Swift. I'm sorry. It's Taylor Swift. Are you like that? You know what I mean? It's like those things. Like if I, yeah. if I had a husband or a wife. Like, let's say more, more realistic. <laughs> if my wife was like, listen, Kyle, Taylor Swift said she wants to fuck me. I'd be like, I will divorce you if you do not go fuck Taylor Swift right now and sign an NDA and make sure that you get paid for it. Okay. Wait, hold on. Okay. okay now hold on. Hold on. Okay. I gotta, I, my brain okay, has to catch yeah. up to yours right now. So you're telling me something that I wasn't thinking. I thought it was really more strategic, contrived, all planned, right? Cause yeah. she's a publicist whose job is to make publicity you know this is going to make publicity, but what you're telling well, me- her reputation is that she's not the greatest publicist. So publicist. And, okay. and she also, she also, she blocked me. I didn't even follow her. She blocked me before- When? When did Pia block before you? Before I even knew about the clown face emoji Instagram story. Wait, so she anticipated people would talk about it I and think, so she blocked so she you? she either blocked me because of who I am and the platform I have- you know what I mean? So she either blocked me weeks before that. Again, I didn't follow the girl. She was like, you know what I mean? Where's Mariah Carey? I don't know her. But, but the yeah. point is, is that okay. – So in the time span of when that story was posted and when anyone that's a Swifty saw it and sent it to me, okay? Yeah. And it was like – By the time I went to check, I was blocked. I couldn't – And I was like – Oh. So if it was – So you person, don't know when she blocked you. You have no idea. But either way, 
Either I'm a Swifty and all of like the one bias I have is I'm very pro Taylor Swift. I did a, my one meeting yeah. I've ever had. So she's either not a Swifty, right? Because, okay. and like, she's like sick of me talking about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, but also with the man that she is clearly in, with the client she's clearly in love with because it bothers her because I, I talk about that daily or it's because she's like, oh, Kyle's going to unearth the fact that this is a PR relationship. Already been there, done that. Why would she block me for that? I do that to every PR relationship. The third aspect is that was shady. She knows I'm a Swifty. She knows I have a huge platform. She knows all of the Swifties send it to me. And she knew that I was going to light her ass up. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. So what you are saying. She was hoping it wouldn't go as viral as it did. I think she did it and that she didn't think, because she didn't have that many followers. I think that she didn't think it would go. But she underestimated the power of the SBI, the Swifty Bureau of Investigation, period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wait a minute. Okay. So I'm kind of close to you, but yeah. I was wrong. It was like I was right to a point, now I'm wrong. Well, because you got the blind guys. Well, these are also like theories that are kind of converging because I haven't talked yeah. about this with you yet. So we're kind of like, I'm just telling you, I'm presenting. We're covering it together. Yeah. So this is what, I don't know the blind gossip about it, but I look at human behavior. Yeah. Okay. I feel that anyone who is going to repost a clown emoji, the Roman Empire, Taylor Swift, and their publicist, there's a reason why they're doing it. It wasn't a mistake, in other words. You and I agree. When her only client is literally dating Taylor Swift, Molly, can I ask you, as a publicist, if Taylor Swift was your only client and she was dating Travis Kelsey, would you make sure that you, like, were aware of everything that you posted about Travis Kelsey? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Because it's Taylor Swift's one fucking boyfriend, right? Taylor Swift is Travis Kelsey's one fucking PR girlfriend. You know what I mean? It's like Pia had one job not to put a clown emoji over Taylor Swift's fucking face. And <laughs> you had one job you to do. One job. <laughs> Literally, don't piss off the entire Swifty fan base. Like that's the thing, though, is don't don't okay. activate. And it, but also, here's the other thing that like at this is why I love TikTok and I love our followers. I know that we share a lot of crossover. Our followers are so fucking smart. Here's the other thing. They are. I say that all the time. Every interview. So they brought up this. So smart. Given the fact that there is allegedly, potentially inside information that she did have an inappropriately close relationship, do you think that that was then intentional to bomb the PR relationship? Because she knows it's a PR relationship. Well, see. Or like sow seeds of discord in it. Okay. So now, okay, now you're in my wheelhouse. We're right here. (laughs) So I'm going to go someplace, but I need your brain to come back to it. Yeah. Okay. Remember the, okay, remember when it was two women, this was right when I was starting to go into my kind of my hole and I was getting out, but remember it was two women and one I thought was friends with Travis Kelsey's publicist. She was like on a director's chair and they were talking and it was inside scoop about how it is a PR relationship. Do you remember that? You did a post on that. Yeah. So it was a girl. Yes, okay, you so did. it's a Twitch streamer. I'm not on like Twitch or anything like that. It was a Twitch streamer who was doing a okay. Q&A at like an Emporium. You know what I mean? Something like that. And she said, oh my. And apparently like a lot. She's well known. So she went. So she was a streamer. You're saying yeah, she was a Twitch she's, streamer. She's a okay. well streamer. And she said, oh my God, you guys, my makeup artist is best friends with Travis Kelsey's yes. publicist and said it's a PR relationship. After she got a lot of backlash for it, two yes. days later, she was like, I totally made that up for views. But like, 
The only reason, uh, but, but honestly okay. though, is like, why would that get you views? Because I got that clip off YouTube. I didn't, I still don't know what thing that was. Why would that get her views? Because I didn't even cite what the fuck that was. The only clip that mattered was her saying that. And that clip was already everywhere on the internet. What, like what was getting her views? That was getting me views. That was getting yes. literally everything. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Okay. So Kyle. makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw that, so there are two patterns that I see. Cause like you, I look for patterns, yes, but I don't yeah. have your brilliant brain where I can like spot it, you know, in the future and everything. But when I see patterns, so when I see something drop like that, yeah. I'm looking for the next shoe to drop. That's actually, a- and I noticed that these two shoes dropped very close Molly, together. Oh my God. See, this is why, oh my God. Sorry. I just had a brain gasm, a PR gasm talking about this. <laughs> Love it. That is such a, but that's what I mean. That goes to my point of where the theory of, is she in love with her client? And is she trying to tank this PR relationship? Is she, okay. Because that's what it sounds like. That's like what you got. Okay. Okay. You got the leak. And I I actually did a TikTok about this, about the leaks. And this was my, because, because of our fucking amazing followers and also the Swifties. Yes. Yeah. But the thing about the Swifties is that they followed the PR of every guy Taylor Swift. Yes. I've never done that. Like, that's where I do blind items. I also love certain fan groups I love, and that's where they have followed the PRs of every PR relationship, every other, every significant other Taylor Swift. And they're like, Kyle, Kyle, this smells of bullshit. And so it was the makeup artist leak, right? But the reason, but it was so poorly timed because that leak dropped, and I got the clip and I posted it on my TikTok. But my TikTok was right. banned. That was the time. Oh. My TikTok was banned. So Pia, because the same day my TikTok got unbanned was the day that I broke the clown face story was the day that. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't know if Pia like realized, oh my God, this girl's back on TikTok. I'm going to block her because now it's going to go viral. But that, so the makeup artist thing went viral on my clone account. That was on my main account because my main account was banned. And then I get my main account back and then the clown face emoji thing drops and I'm like, the piece that's missing is on my clone account. So, but like I have Swifties that follow me on, I have 80, I have 85,000 people that follow me on both. And that those are the people that were like, Kyle, that was the first drop. This is the second drop. They're like, are they, oh, so, okay. Are they sowing seeds of discord? And then that's where I got third party information about a potential inappropriate boundary crossing. Okay. I don't know if it's a one-sided, maybe it's mutual, but I just heard about the okay. one side. Yeah. Because that's the, all right. Prof- so Kyle, professional. Yeah. okay. Okay. So we're going to bring your brilliant brain back here. And so when I'm looking for what's up and when I'm, when I'm looking at these moves, like PR moves, like we'll call them, I'm always looking for intent I'm always looking for a victim. I'm always looking for a cause, like why they're doing this. So in my mind, I felt this whole thing was manufactured. I didn't know the inside scoop, like what you're talking about. Because I look for manufactured things, but also I always look for revenge. So I did not think there was any revenge or any type of destruction that's happening here because you have the blind gossip. Now you're telling me that blind item now I look at the Pia clown, mm-hmm. the relationship thing, the makeup artist, yeah. pulling it down. Now I think your blind item rings true. I mean, I got it wrong. And here I did it in an interview yesterday. I was telling the reporter, we we're going back and forth. So I was, I was close. We're all about evolving because I mean, that's both of our jobs. It's like as new information becomes available or comes to light, we have to adapt to like, you know, either incorporate that information or dispel yeah. it. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. Like people, okay. The blow back I get it's weird it's like 
but you changed your opinion on this. I'm like, I feel like that's what all smart people do. As more yeah, information, you have to. Yeah. as new information yeah. and more information comes. Yeah, it's just like, thank you. Okay, so let's say that you and I are now coming up with the official, non-official Pia theory. Okay. The official alleged theory. Oh, the official the alleged, alleged theory. Yeah, I say official, non-official, but we will say for the, legal purposes, the, the alleged theory yeah. is that we, so now what we're saying is we believe that Pia is definitely behind creating conversation and dialogue and setting a perception to make something happen because she was allegedly either in a relationship or some significant pining. Let's hear it. Let's get the final word on what do we think, let's future cast here. What do we think is going to happen? It will come to an end. March, right? the Super Bowl. See, you're like, can I give you a theory? Can I give you one more theory? They filmed the Super Bowl commercial, commercial together. They have to go through the Super Bowl or else that commercial They have to go through the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Can I, so here's my theory. And I'm not a deep Swifty level like yeah. you. I mean, I like her. Yeah. I, I like Taylor. You know, my kids liked her. I've been to her concerts. But I feel like she's on the heiress tour, right? Yeah. For like two more years. There. Yeah, but it's like oh, I'm talking like late, like in the spring, whatever, yeah. you know, something. So now they're future casting here themselves. Like, okay, so now we have the tour and then we have the space and then we have the movie. Yeah. And then we have space and then we have the tour, like Argentina. Like yeah, she she's flies back on, there. on there. Yeah. So now we, whenever there's a block. But did you guys, did you notice the timing on the block? Like it was a perfectly teed up PR oh, relationship. Hold on. Hold on. So I'm looking at blocks now. I don't follow. I'm casual. Like I work full time. Like I can't follow all this stuff. But even I'm looking like these blocks of times that I can picture them saying, okay, it's late summer or fall all the way got to December. And then we go to our, okay, what can we have Taylor to? Okay. She can't go to musician because she's just coming over air short. We can't go to a movie because we had the writer's strike and we had this. There are no movies. What can we do? Like, oh, the NFL. And then goes through all the things. Like, I think it is that planned. Am I crazy? No, you're not. Obviously, like, it was so... And the whole friendship bracelet thing, hello. Like, oh my... Yeah, God. that was all manufactured, uh, 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 right? Like, all and, and the time... You know they it, set this up last year. But the other... Yes, okay. Okay, but the other thing is, Molly, I read a blind item, and it was from... You know when she released 1989 originally, like 2014, 2015, right? Yeah. And it said how Taylor Swift wanted to do the Super Bowl that year. And the NFL said, okay. no, no, you need to have party songs that not just your fan base love that get all of the men up dancing. We need more, like Rihanna has, you know, these songs that people get. Yeah. And so we got Shake It Off, you know, we got some other stuff, but, that, yes. but they were like, they turned down Taylor Swift because they said, you need to, you need to translate to our male audience. So she needed to come up with kind of anthem rock. And now you have Shake It Off and you go to, a, oh my gosh. So you go to in a stadium. You have her dating Travis Kelsey. All the NFL guys love Taylor Swift. They're like, oh my God. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? Look at her at all the games. Yeah. Okay. Then tell me about blind gossip then in terms of the NFL. Because I get asked that all the time. <sighs> tell me though, are you getting blinds about the NFL? Or at least, you know, back when it was open. Yeah. So what's the NFL angle? Tell me about NFL with Taylor. It is so annoying because we have lived in this lovely community of gossip and I've been doing pro athlete gossip and all of a sudden I get these fucking barstool guys that are like, fuck you, you're a woman. And it's like, <laughs> so Kyle, now tell me about the NFL blind gossip, the blind items specifically around when the start of the season 
and the Chiefs game and Taylor shows up in the private booth and then in the Jets. What are you getting in terms of blind items or people dropping things with you? I don't think I can share any of it without <gasps> like activating the entire NFL fan base. Okay. It's been PR from the start. I mean, all of the blind items I've been getting about are about... Listen, I'm sorry, Molly, but there's never been a celebrity relationship where I've known ahead of time what and where and what was going to be. And what was, what was going to be happening. Actually, no, I haven't gone through this since Taylor Swift's last PR relationship. Okay. All right. Okay. Understood. Now, let me ask you this then. Now that you have all the back and front end and all of it, what does, I mean, we know that the NFL gets ratings. We know that. We know television ratings. We know all of that. But what do they, do they want to tap into the demographic for the sports or just for the culture of it? Like, no, they, okay, are so Swift the NFL, is going to watch. Yeah, no, the NFL, you know, the NFL, I've been watching the NFL like since I was little. That's the one thing I watched with yeah. my dad and I like in college. Me too. The Me NFL, too. yeah. So as a former division one athlete that like I was part of the lawsuit against the NCAA for brain injuries. There's a big, there's been a lot of movement, a big movement going on about brain injuries in sports, concussions in sports. So the Which NFL, is the big PR problem with the NFL. It's true. And I'm a big proponent of like anti-brain injuries as someone who had one from sports concussions, you know? So that's been, so there's been a slow burn in popularity where people are actually saying, no, I have an ethical issue with watching this and they're turning off. Oh yeah. And and kids aren't playing football anymore and all that. Okay. So that was, that's the slow burn. That's been years coming. Yeah. The next one is that women are the majority in America now, by the way. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. women aged, I think it's 24 to 49. Okay. Okay. Hold all of the purchasing power. Like we are. Yes. Okay. okay. And you know what we do is not watch the NFL, but you know what we did spend billions of dollars on Taylor Swift merch tickets, the Eras tour albums. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But how are you going to get, are you going to do it though? Are we going to see a bunch of manufactured relationships now with NFL players and singers and celebrities? I wonder, I think this will start a trend, but why do you think they put Taylor Swift? At, like it was just so obvious. They put Taylor Swift in the box. And every single network was watching Taylor Swift instead of the game. It was like clearly. Oh, yeah. No, so I get the short term gain of it. But what's the long term gain? But the NFL is trying to gain international viewership. That's their biggest thing because that's kind of the only way to save it in a broadcasting sense is to tap into an international market. I watch European football. I watch European football more than I watch American football. And so they're trying to do the inverse. Like they just did the game in Germany. Hello. They just did the Chiefs game in Germany. Okay. I know. Yes. And I got so many calls from reporters in Germany. There's no American known all over the world more than Taylor Swift and Joe Biden. Period. Yes. Okay. So Kyle, the short term all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, the short-term gain. But is it what they're trying to do is like truly, they're just trying to make it more culturally acceptable. Like you bring women in and just in the hopes that some of them stay. Also trying to get more exposure to NFL games because they think men in yeah. other countries will be like, oh, this is we'll so start cool. watching it. They're hitting your heads against each other. This is probably why Americans are so fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Like they're just saying, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that's interesting. I think that the NFL, like that's, I think that like, it's just the common theme we've seen like across all of these industries. These men are overestimating. They're underestimating us as women. And our tastes and our likes, even though I like football. Yeah, but what drives our (laughs) pack mentality too when it comes to like purchasing stuff and and becoming fan bases and stuff like that. They need to hire Swifties. If the NFL wanted, they would hire Swifties. Like that's what I mean, the SBI, Swiftie Bureau of Investigation. Going forward, if any company wants to not go bankrupt, they need to have their own SBI. Yeah, yeah, okay. Swifties tell me things about me that I didn't even know. I'm like, holy shit. How did you know that about me? Like my doctor didn't even know that, you know, it's crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Kyle. Oh my gosh. This was a trip. 
I don't even know how to end it. Like we had all these questions and I got to some of them. Yeah, I'm Let so- me just do one yeah. because we have to, because now I got to edit this. Yeah. Now I know where the juice is in this podcast. Yeah, okay? once you get me talking, all right. shut up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so now we did talk about, so at Melissa said, I'd like to know how and why PR teams choose to drop blind items. So we, we touched on that. Yeah. We also talked about where you get your blind items and how you source them. And then someone else said, you know, I, I love her and talked about other creators. We also talked about kind of the metric for judging how realistic, true, trustworthy. Oh gosh, we actually organically got through a lot of these. Yeah. And then, oh my God, yes. How often is a blind item put out to distract from maybe another rumor to help spin PR all the time, right? Like that's, right? That's changed recently. I think, not to toot my own horn, but I've kind of made blind items more mainstream in the last year. Yeah, you have. And so it hasn't been until recently that I've just seen like a shift where instead of going to TMZ, they're going to blind items. I agree with you 100%. That's why I agree with this. That's on mainstream media fucking sucking, TMZ page six sucking, and us being better at it, period. Hire us instead. It's like what you get for being having male-dominated industries that do gossip. Hello, that is a woman's sport. That is a woman's sport. <laughs> so, Kyle, here is the last question that I put in here. And even though I think that we've touched on it for the entire podcast, we can wrap everything up in one big bow with this. So, at Melissa asked, I'd like to know how and why PR teams choose to drop blind items. So, I think it's fair to say that you and I both agree that blind items are now like a mainstream strategic public relations tactic. Agree? I think that PR teams have seen the power of virality with blind items. Like, especially mm-hmm. with my account, we saw Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's divorce start in my DMs in July being a PR war on Sophie Turner to me flipping that and saying, uh-uh. Uh uh-uh, baby, I'm going to battle for the Queen of the North. And I shared all of Joe Jonas's blind items. So I think the power of blind items has been proven. And the lack of virality of TMZ headlines and page six, no one respects those mainstream media articles anymore or those journalists anymore. They don't print news. So they come to the blind items because you and I do it better than TMZ does. Okay. So I'm now making the timeline, the public relations publicity timeline. Here we go. So, and we'll use Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Okay. So now you are getting not just dropped there. It's like a boulder on your head. Like they are blowing you up, you know, with all of the blind items. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you get all this behind the scenes peer pressure over the summer. I jump in Labor Day weekend And again, like my followers are noticing, and one of the things that I always talk about is the Friday news dump, which I didn't create. I just talk about it because, I mean, I worked in Washington, D.C. when we used it. Because of you. Yes, right? So, but I I didn't originate it. But just like you with Blind Gossip, you you can spot it a mile away, Mm -hmm. okay? It's a move. It's a PR move. So now I'm tracking Joe Jonas. I'm tracking what's dropping in TMZ and people, the timing. It's Labor Day weekend. And I know all weekend now, we're going to start to see these little micro PR moves that are going to be leaks, photographs, social media, and then other blind, perhaps gossip creators, whatever it is, like dropping it with other people, maybe take the bait. And then on Sunday, we get the crap about the ring camera. Now we get the true trashing and trouncing of Sophia. Didn't they split on August 15th or like that's where... Or did we, because I, like. Well, this, I'm talking about the campaign. I'm not talking about okay. truth. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying, because, like, I'm, like, a little blacked out on July and August and September, because I know he filed yes. for divorce on September 5th, 
And yeah. I told my followers they were splitting before it was in the press. So that's where I don't know when the mainstream no, they, media told everyone. Yes, because TMZ had information on there. So I think what happened is, when this is what I've said, yeah. is they were trying to manipulate this entire divorce mm-hmm. using an old playbook, an antiquated playbook, okay? Yeah. Hating that women. people could see through. Hating women. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. But then it's women like us, like I'm a seasoned person who sees it. You're the new next gen of it, of the blind. You and I together, and I think even independently, I don't think we were even duetting no. or anything. We were talking about the same thing, but kind of like a different place. But then I noticed in the whole perception, rhythm, and when people start to come after people that retaliation i felt like sunday was the day of you know the day we are going to officially trounce and bury sophie turner because the next day is labor day and then reporters are not working the entire weekend right so they I thought my blind item deep dive on joe jonas on that sunday and do you see there you go Boom. it was yeah Boom. so they're not working right so they want all this stuff to happen on social media But they started to lose it because people like you, people like me, other people, you and I will both take credit for this because you and I both blew up that weekend. No, because they were, my followers were saying, Molly, can you confirm what you said? Yes. And then they go to me and say the same thing. They said, this is true. Keep going. You know? I know. So we're both looking at it from different lenses, right? Yeah. So then, uh, because I know how the press works and reporters. Yeah. So no one's covering it over the weekend because they wanted to manipulate social media in their favor. It didn't work. So now they said, okay. I'm shutting this the fuck down. I'm shutting this the fuck down. Yes, we're going this to the next level. But it was after he filed for divorce when I also said, this is so weird. And that's when I, I came out with the story of, they had someone come to me in July, back in July, priming yes. me, prepping me, starting yes. with this back in July. And that's where I think, I think the, I mean, not to give myself too much credit, but I really, social media turned instantly because I'm like, you guys, no, listen, two months ago, someone reached out to me to try and make Yes, it okay, so now, hold on. So now we're starting to get, then you come in, with the receipts, if you will, okay? Everything is falling apart. Now we have Labor Day, was the day that they marked it as the day where they were gonna get through it. Then we have the divorce announcement come out on Tuesday. Okay, now on Monday, I happened to be working with a client and I had to write a separation agreement. So it was literally in my brain, okay? So when I saw this, and that's why I looked at it, I was like, we're gonna, you know, I just like came on, I was in my kitchen and I looked at it and in a second, just like you, like looking and seeing the numbers, I do that with words and statements. Like I go, boom, 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 boom. Red line, red line, red line. Like I know this is what's happening. So then I did that post. And I talked about Sophie Turner. So I blew up the, the language and Sophie Turner being silent and how she sat. Yes. And the truth because I we remember, knew. But that's where Molly, this is where I do give you credit because I think that together we worked really well because you also, yes. you nibbed the PR spin in the butt where you were like, this is the playbook. Also, you know, public divorces, you know, PR for divorces. Yes. And that's where you yes. said the side that's silent is because they have nothing to hide. They have nothing. Yes, to, they have right. nothing, They're not compensating. They don't have to. They don't have to create the narrative because the narrative already exists for them. And they know it will reveal itself yes. in time. Because if you did it wrong, it's going to reveal itself. So now here's the continuum or the timeline. You're in July. We come all the way out. Now I'm Tuesday. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not you. I'm not. Yeah. Blind, I'm not blind items. Mm-hmm. I'm just using your front strategy. end. Yeah, front end. Right. Then who calls me? New York Times. NBC. Now I'm getting legacy. So I'm getting a million digital internet yeah. culture reporters. And they're like, what happened? But what now when the New York PR yeah. campaign fail. 
right? And now it's like the New York Times, like, whoa. So that shows between the two of us. I actually use that as a case study yeah. for whenever I talk about, even when I did this interview in the Boston Globe, I'm like, okay, let me start to That's story. why I and said like you were in it. And publicists need to consult with me because it's just like- It doesn't okay. work anymore. See the, and that's where it's like, I see it from the front end, like the tired writing, the tired terms where it's like, you need to hire better writers if you're going to spin a PR narrative. It's also the same. You can't do the same PR spin that worked can't. in 2005. It's not going to yes. work in 20, it's 2023. And it's also not going to, people need to realize that- this is an ever-evolving, ever-changing territory now, okay? With yes. AI coming in, okay? Dude, AI, like, I hope publicists are prepared for the headache that AI is going to fucking deliver them because Hollywood's scared. No, publicists should be more scared right now. The PR spin is going to change three years from now. It also, I think it's heavily dependent on where the influence is coming from on social media mm-hmm. for that particular yes. second. So, like, if you're looking for white supremacy influence, go to X. You know, if you want to, yes. if you want to be radicalized yes. or join up like that, but it's like, if you want to be a, a Swifty and like also learn about Sophie Turner, you go to TikTok, right? Because I feel like we've created, like, there are a lot of more pro-women communities. Like if you want to, if you want to just be misogynist and like draw dicks on Britney Spears' face, listen to the Press Hilton podcast, you know? But if you want to actually have like discussions and educate, then you go to TikTok. So it's just, but that's now too. That could change three years from now. It used to be it, YouTube, it could. you know? Yes, it could. And Twitter was the Me Too yeah, movement. Yep. And TikTok is, shout out to Elon Musk for making TikTok the most important app, you know? I, yes, I know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but people, publicists and teams are trying to corral public perception they can't do it anymore. No. They also, cannot yeah, but do it. What they're also what they're gravely miscalculating is that there is no trust for them. Like people do not trust yeah. people, mm-hmm. no one like they trust a celebrity more than they trust their publicist. You know what I mean? But people don't trust celebrities in general. I don't even want to give all, I don't want to even say all my ideas because they're so valuable. And I want to watch all the publicists who don't consult with me suffer and burn and crash like so quickly. But wait a minute, Kyle, we can't do it yet because I'm putting it in the book. Okay. Yeah. I'm signing my book proposal. Yeah. We're going to, and I'm going to interview we'll you for the book. Get, yeah. We'll and then we are going to reveal. Yeah. A narrative. The, the yeah, playbook. The, okay. Yeah. That's no, literally it's, it'll be like the billion dollar PR playbook. I'm not even kidding, Molly. Like the shit. <laughs> I know. You do bring credibility to me because people are like, oh, and you have that, everyone Everyone thinks that we're on the same team together. Like we work on a team together. I'm like, okay, yeah. No, we just no, we just think alike. I know, but you they, and I they, think they, alike. You're my publicist. Like it's kind of funny. I just go with it. I'm like, yeah, Molly, yeah. But or they think that we work for the same agency. It's very bizarre. But like that's how little. People oh, know. they think we're players. Like that we're yes, we're the movies yes, and shakers. Yeah, I feel so honored. Don't you that I'm like you think I'm so a cool. plant? You think I'm an industry plant? I'm that good. Oh God, we are not plants. Oh no. my gosh. Oh but it was, no. But it was, but it was honestly like that. You could. I can see the shift since, the, and also everyone all of a sudden cares about blinding him since, because Joe Jonas's PR, is it known around the PR industry that his campaign failed so miserably? And that was the first yes. time where a man had tried that massage. I've never seen something fail so fucking miserably. Well, it's not the first time that's been going on for decades, but it's the first time they no, really no. tried to corral it how they did and it, in, a, in the TikTok age, in the TikTok age. And it was just... Spectacular. My quote. This was always my quote, and I don't know how many publications. It was a spectacular failure. It was because it really was. <laughs> it really was. 
the fact that they also like it was at a certain point, I guess they thought that they're like, and so they kept saying, whenever you're comfortable to report on it, take your time, report on it. The point is I never got comfortable and they trusted that I would just report on it. Like, it's like, no, that's the other thing is that they miscalculated how many other things I have to, you know, to report on. Yes. And this is what I talked about on another interview that I'm not a star fucker. I'm not a fan or stand-up celebrities because like I feel I get so many DMs from like influencers and other people that wanted to get followers so they could go to the same watering hole as a celebrity and fuck one of them. And then they come running to me afterwards, Kyle, I fucked a celebrity and he's married and has a, and I'm like, okay, okay. I, okay. I, like, you're not a celebrity. Why would I report on you getting fucked? Like you being dumb. Like yes. it's like, it's also like, do you know any blind items I've read about this one celebrity having one night stands while married? Like you are literally the 6,486th girl, okay? People want to get in with celebrities to get in with celebrities. I want nothing to do with them. I just want to know all their business and tell everyone about it. I don't See, want to, I, you know what I mean? That's, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. so dangerous. People think I'm so dangerous because like I can be bought. Kim Kardashian literally send me $5 million and I will never say anything bad about your family ever again, period. <laughs> I can be bought. But the thing is, is I don't want to be in with celebrities. I don't want to be a celebrity. Yeah. I just want to talk shit. And tell the yeah. Story. And this yeah. is where, well, I have to say though, too, I always have to correct the record and I didn't jump in and say to you, technically I'm not a publicist. I'm the opposite of a publicist. Like, I used <laughs> to be, I mean, well, no, well, no, I mean, I'm just an adjunct, but I mean, I, I do, I do reactive PR. There's yes. proactive publicity. I do reactive looking at proactive saying, yeah, that's not working. Yeah, well, that's yeah, kind of that, like that's you're, you're more academic about it is what I'm saying. Like you're not. Well, you're, no, I, no, I'm a practitioner. It's I'm a practitioner. I do it for a living. Your job isn't to manipulate the masses. Your job is to. No. Is my, to, yeah. is to clean up. It's to say that manipulation sucked. Let's yes. Or people hire me to manipulate. I'm like, we don't have to manipulate because I can do it in a much smarter way yes. that involves the truth. Yes. And then no one's going to come back on you. Kyle, you are a treat. Now, I will admit. I'm exhausted and I do think my brain actually hurts, but the amount of information that you and I have covered in this entire conversation is, I mean, we could create a new TikTok account just from what we just talked about right now and it would blow up overnight. Well, Molly, I got one question for you. You what? want more? <laughs> I'll give you more. Oh my God. And you gave us more. Kyle, Marissa Roth, I love you. <laughs> If you want more information on Kyle, you have got to go to her account, but I'm going to put everything in the show notes. You all know where she is anyway. But Kyle, where do you want to drive people the most? Your number one place. My TikTok, at the Kyle Marissa, and my Instagram, at the Kyle Marissa underscore. You wanted more, I gave you more both. Fantastic. Okay, now I'm going to hit stop. Okay. <laughs> my thanks to Kyle Marissa Roth. If you want more, she'll give you more. You can follow her primarily on TikTok at the Kyle Marissa, but you can find her on other apps as well. Like Instagram. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? <laughs> now, in every episode, I include one indestructible PR tip. It's a practical takeaway to help you build an indestructible reputation. But I'm also adding now, it helps you understand PR machinations, the strings holding the puppets up, what's behind the puppet show. And if you work in this industry, even if you don't work in comms or, or public relations, you run a business, it's important to understand how this works. So here is the tip. Do not dismiss gossip. And I'm talking about online gossip, you know, people sniffing around, but also in real life too. There's a, always seems like it falls into the truth category, doesn't it? But 
One of the most interesting parts of the conversation that Kyle and I had was really about the truth factor in blind items. So, you know, listening to her, I mean, she's just spitballing it, but to say like 60 to 80% of these items are often proven true over time. So as we discussed unverified items, and I know a lot of people, and sometimes people in the comments too, you know, will comment and say, you know, these are people that are just bringing people down. And what is the point of this? It's fascinating because publicists use it. You know, lawyers use it. Fixers use blind gossip and they use it for a reason. And how fascinating is it to not just take it whole cloth, never take blind gossip whole cloth, listen to it and look for the intent behind it. Who's the victim and what is the hurt? Why is something being exposed? That's when you get into the fascination of it. And when you learn how it works in the celebrity world, I got to tell you, it's no different in the regular world. It's the same thing. And I'm telling you this authority firsthand. Everything that I see play out in blind gossip plays out in just regular sectors as well. I promise you. (laughs) I promise you. And that's why I follow it. That's all for this week on the podcast. Be sure to chime in with your takes on this episode on my social media channels. Also, my Patreon, PR Confidential. You'll see my name and my photo. There you will find access to my lives that I have twice a month. I also have a separate one for PR professionals. I have resources for PR professionals up there. You get access to me, but also you get access to the unedited, uncut video video of this conversation between PR, TikTok's PR lady, and the blind gossip queen, (laughs) Kyle Marissa Roth. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.